here we go again. Bing bong. Bing bong. Woo. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Knee on Belly podcast. We are your hosts, Nate. John. And guess who's not here? Brandon. Yeah. That would have been a real one for him to be here and then say that, I am here, it's Brandon. Actually, I am. No Brandon today. Uh, But this week, boy, he missed an episode to miss, or miss one, for sure. Um, This week, we're going to recap this past Saturday's UFC Fight Night, headlined by Max Holloway versus Yaya Rodriguez. Yeesh. We will then take a look ahead at our picks and predictions for this Saturday's UFC Fight Night headlined by Misha Tate versus Ketlin Vieira. Don't sleep on this card. Pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Then in the news, we're going to tell you, or well, we got a lot to discuss, including what we think about the UFC should do. I am all over the place with Leon Edwards. Apologies. <laughs> Finally, uh, we are going to finish off with a new series of sorts that we're starting this week where we're going to pick our all-time MMA team for different countries mm-hmm. and our first country this week is stick around to the end <laughs> and find out we're not gonna sing the state song we're not gonna sing the state song sorry anybody who's disappointed about that all that in a little bit more but first episode 50 five zero wish it meant a little bit more to brandon yeah <laughs> half a no, half a hundred man <laughs> Uh, you know what's funny is I think last week I jokingly said we'll be here. We don't know if Brandon will be here. That's <laughs> I don't know. True. And he was just like, "Oh, whoa!" Like, <laughs> guys, the guys, an enigma out here, man. You never know. You just never know when you're, you know, five minutes from starting an episode that Brandon says like, "Hey, guys, not yeah. this week." Maybe it was like it's him being like, "I don't want to be a part of like something like cool and positive." Yeah, I, I'd rather celebrate fifty one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he does seem like the top. No, fifty. I'm not 50. Uh, uh, ugh. Even that's numbers. A zero. Yeah, even numbers. <sighs> gross. Two odds, fifty one, man. <laughs> oh, but we're here. What's up, man? What's oh, going no. on? Not much, man. Feeling Just, good uh, today? Yeah, feeling good. Ready to get into these holidays. You know, it's getting close. You know, last year was a little bit weird, obviously, with the COVID stuff. So to have a a regular Thanksgiving sounds fun. Excuse me. Yes, it does. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Um, let's think. Uh, I do want to shout out, <clears throat> before I forget, Lorenzo Trevino. Mm. Shout out to him, man. Uh, another guy, like kind of like Isaiah, we brought up, was it last week or the week before? I don't remember. Sorry. I think it was the week before. Um, another guy that, <clears throat> you know, we've we've had the pleasure of meeting and getting to know through Gaha. Uh, I think he's from... Uh, he's he so he fights out of Indiana, just went down to Florida to is it called Rise yeah. FC? R-I-Z. Um, so he went and fought for their bantamweight amateur. I, so, yeah. I feel like I'm butchering this. Uh, sorry, I should have looked. Amateur. I, think I watched the fight. Right. I did watch the fight, right. so I feel like I'm butchering. But uh, he's from right here. So he's from Indiana. Went down there on like a one week's notice. Took this amateur title fight. One looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's another guy. Like I said, like Isaiah, who we've gotten had the pleasure to get to know. Sky's the limit. Right. For Lorenzo, man, gonna have uh, to get him on here one time. Yeah, he'll he'll be another one definitely soon. Um, with my foot and stuff, we've kind of had to put. <laughs> we yeah. had we had a couple guest things lined up, so hopefully, um, hopefully by you know the next couple of weeks, like I get this cast taken off this week, then I'll be in a boot, mm. uh, which will be nice. Um, but then hopefully, you know, moving into December, you know, especially because the end of the year, I think our last UFC cards like December eighteenth. Yeah, so we're gonna have a couple of weeks, so. 
hopefully we can hit some Matt talks right there at the end of the year yeah. with some of these people I'm really excited to talk to. But yeah, shout out to Lorenzo, man. Uh, just a killer. I think Lorenzo pretty much trains full time at IBG now. Yeah. He might try, I think he trains around, you know, he comes to Gaha maybe. He might go to, uh, I think I've seen him on a top team before down there mm-hmm. in Indy as well. Um, but just kind of trains around, but like lives up here by us. So yeah. he drives, like, I think he said in his post fight speech after he won the title, he drives an hour and a half each way to Indianapolis to train at IBG. Um, and he deserves it, man. I mean, that's that's the type of sacrifice. Yeah, very hard work. Just, I'm telling you guys, like, Oh, dude, I don't want to, dude. Like, I'll just say, like, him and Isaiah, probably two of the best pure box, yeah. <laughs> you know, amateurs. I mean, that I've personally been able to see, mm-hmm. um, just striking on a different level for sure. Oh yeah, and I mean, with Lorenzo, he was got, a black belt yeah, in Taekwondo. Yeah, he's got the karate stuff. Wrestled um, a little bit in high school. I mean, I think, I think he was just. I, don't, I know he was helping people train. I don't know if he did Golden Gloves this year. I know I he was helping he some yeah, other people he's too. Done it a so. couple times. I feel like man, he's like all over. He goes all over oh, fights, yeah. boxing, you know, MMA and stuff. So very exciting to watch too. He's a very exciting. So uh, yeah, look, check out Lorenzo Trevino on. You can look it up on YouTube. I'm sure you can find his fights. But just an absolute killer from right here in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see anything else anything else uh we had our gaha bowling night yeah last night i mean i mean you can't write it up any better no no just the absolute storybook i know you were real uh, sad sammy wasn't there sammy the bull yeah i know I'm, you're listening yeah. man you left me hanging buddy you were the only, i think you when you said you was like i'll go but i think I'll, that was the first like when we were walking out that was like the first thing i said when i got in the car is dang it no yeah. sammy i just realized yeah man you know what though He's such a quiet assassin. He might have been there. Yeah, he, he was like seven lanes <laughs> yeah. down. Oh, yeah, guys, I did four games. Oh, I love you, Sammy, but I know you're listening, dude. Appreciate you. You're the best. Yeah, um, man, it was it was nice to was see fun. everybody. Yeah, get out. It's good. It's fun. You know, it's fun to see people outside the gym and, mm-hmm. you know, everybody kind of just lets loose and there's, you know. Everybody isn't sweaty and slightly stinky. Well, you know, some people were still sweaty. Yeah. I didn't smell anybody stinky, but some sweat for sure. Yeah, especially once you get, you know, yeah, a couple beers in. For sure, man. Uh, yeah, Gaha, man. We we have some fun. Oh, yeah. I say that. <laughs> I think Jacob said that's going to be what we do moving on. Oh, for sure. Year. I you mean, why it. not? Yeah, it should be like a at least twice a year thing. Oh, yeah. Probably not how expensive it was. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> well, man, let everybody know before we jump into these fights, let everybody know each and every week what we ask the people to do for us. Listen, man, if you have an iPhone and you have Apple Podcasts, I need you to leave us a review, give us five stars, because it helps us. It really does. Even if you don't listen more than a couple times, it helps us. If you know somebody with one, tell them to do it. And tell us, and then we'll like give you a high five when we see you. I mean, there's just we need you to do that. If you're on Spotify and in other ways, you know, you can download it. Obviously, listen. If you're on social media, Neon Belly Podcast, follow us. We follow back. You know, send us messages with ideas, what you think about what we're saying, what you think about Brandon not being here, like all these things. Also, the biggest thing is if you have any, excuse me, any comments on the fights, you know, yeah, we'd love to. Any thoughts, ideas on, you know, a news story like we mentioned, we'll talk about in our news with the, you know, Masvidal Leon thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, yeah, I mean, we'd love to hear from people. We'll read it, talk about it on the podcast. So, you know, after a fight night or pay-per-view, if you've got any thoughts, hit us up on IG at Neon Belly Podcast. But we got to get to this main event last night because Max Holloway defeating Yair Rodriguez via unanimous decision. Holy cow. 
just when you thought we had fight of the year last week with Chandler Gage, right? Max and Yair come out like, hold on a minute. Yeah. Don't forget about us. And the, you know, so, okay. So we watched it last night at the bowling alley. It was going on. I said, I'm going to have to rewatch it. You know, it was just, Mm -hmm. I could tell it was a crazy fight and I'm like, I can't even focus. There's so much going on. So I watched it again today and wow. I mean, just from literally the first round till the end, just two of the very best fighters in the world in that division. Mm -hmm. And, we had kind of said it last week, and I'm, I mean, Yair lost. There's no loser. Like, yeah. like, let's start there. Like, right off the top. I mean, it, Yair came in at number three. Okay, if you want to make him number four next week, I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, but we don't need to be dropping Yair Rodriguez. No. Many spots. Two years, man. Two-year layoff to come back and fight the way he did against a guy like Max Holloway is just completely unheard of. And mm-hmm. we said, we talked about it last week. If you want to know why after a two year layoff, Yair Rodriguez is still the number three or yeah. four, what is he? Three or four rank, yeah. you know, um, excuse me, featherweight in the world. I mean, just last watch. night showed you exactly why. Mm-hmm. And for people that maybe were looking for maybe a chink in the armor with Max a little bit. So we can kind of truly look at Volk, which I, personally look at Volk as the best 145 right. pounder but you know Max Holloway ain't going nowhere baby no. <laughs> like, you know these two just went out and put on a war for five rounds yeah absolutely I think I told you at the bowling alley is that they, they don't have the same fighting style obviously Yair does a lot more kicks and his punches aren't necessarily boxing style as much up sure. down the middle but it was a mirror match in their uh, tenacity and then just how they look at fighting like yeah they literally were standing in front of each other and, and just, neither one was going to fade dude just getting both of them getting their games off 100 percent. oh yeah and you know let's just kind of jump into it because early on okay so i watch so i told you last night like, i gotta rewatch it and i'm gonna have to score it myself here's what i'll say there is a lot of times you watch fights and it's plain and clear who won, who lost. Like, oh, I could have judged that fight. I am so glad I was not yeah. the judge for one of those fights last night because every round was fairly competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and here's what I'll say as an overall assessment. I think this is like the worst analysis ever of a fight. Somewhere in there, Max Holloway won a mixed martial arts fight yeah. over fire. Like somewhere in, I couldn't tell you exactly where or how, but it. I did end up scoring. So I think rounds one and two are the closest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To score. Um, and I think main, mainly round one, which I did slightly give to Max. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, he did this little sneaky trip in there that I don't even know if he got credited for as like a takedown or a trip, but he kind of stepped in with his left, he had his left leg forward and Yair had his right leg forward and Max stepped in, put his left leg behind uh, Yair's right heel and just pushed him back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like slick, like kind of like some, you see in more like traditional kickboxing, yeah. you know, those trips and stuff. Um, I just kind of slightly felt like Max edged that round. Definitely gave Yair the second, third and fourth Max. And I think the fifth was Max as well. But once again, a closer round. I could, once again, somewhere in there, I could see if you wanted to give Yair two mm-hmm. rounds. But overall, yeah. I think I think Max won that fight for sure. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I was a little bit more like ignoring everybody around me and kind of into it. Um and I thought I had it two two going into the fifth. I thought Yair got the first two, and I thought Max got the second two, which I would be totally okay. Yeah, with. and I don't think that there's a huge argument with Max getting those two, and I think Yair did a lot. And in the fifth, I felt like it was really close, and I really felt like neither one of them gave up any any no. ground. And I, and you know, when you look at the numbers, Max did land 
um, a, a little chunk more yeah. to the head. But Yair also kicked him way more to the leg. And, you know, so it's numbers don't really tell it. Um, damage to each other. I mean, they both just bludgeoned each other over and over. Um, yeah, it was tough, man. I felt like Yair won. But I didn't. I wasn't like messed up. Like they're all oh, man. But I do. I did see some people on like social media, which it is what it is. Or just like Max won every round. How are you gonna mm, do? No, I don't think he won every round. People just kind of thought he dominated. And I, I know there's a Max effect of him being very popular and people loving the way he fights. But I think you know Yair definitely gave himself a really good showing. Oh, dude, yeah. And um, I, I don't think Max would necessarily. You know, you, you know how you see like Gaethje and Chan, you're like, these guys would probably fight each other a hundred times. Yeah. I imagine those two probably hurt each other so much that they probably wouldn't want to do this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, man. You know, one thing you mentioned there was volume from Max. Also worth noting, last night became the first fighter with over 3,000 strikes landed in a UFC career. Unreal, dude. Yeah. I mean, uh, just, and he's not even, is he, I mean, he's like 26, 27. Like, dude, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, crazy. half of those are probably his last two, three fights. Dude, the vo- <laughs> yeah, I mean, the volume from this dude, I think he landed like almost 300 punches last night. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just the volume from Max is unreal. Um, I definitely agree with you. First couple of rounds, it, and I don't think it's getting mentioned enough today, as I've seen so many people talk about Yair and the leg kicks earlier, or excuse me, early in the fight. He got away from him late in the fight, mm-hmm. but obviously we know now he clearly broke his foot, which... If you haven't seen pictures of that, go look at Yair's foot. Oh, my gosh, it's gross. Yeah, so I think that's why he got away from the leg kicks probably later in the fight. But if you go back from round one, really the whole fight is Yair was investing in the leg kicks. Max was investing in the body, man. Mm -hmm. Those body, I mean, he was ripping to the body. He was kneeing to the body. Every time, you know, he would come in, he would sometimes lead with a knee to the body. Mm -hmm. Um, And I almost feel like... It's almost like Yair faded just enough from those. Like it's almost like the investment in the body worked before the leg kick. Like Max mm-hmm. was just kind of eating, the, absorbing somehow those leg kicks. You know, right. or like I mean, heck, most of them were calf kicks, man. Yeah, like they were just nasty. Yeah, I, I feel like another thing because like one of my favorite things to do is look at fighters' reactions on Twitter from the fights, and uh, you know, a, a lot of people were very obviously big on Max, but a couple of things I've seen were people who are just like. There's no way Yair can keep this up with all these kicks he's throwing because like Wonderboy is the one who said that. He's like, people don't usually ain't able to keep that up, but his cardio held up. Yeah. And then another person, I can't remember who he, it was, said, I think he did fade a little bit. Oh, I for mean, sure. But I mean... He, especially like in that fifth round, I think Max caught him with a pretty good uh, knee or punch to the body. And like Yair, for like a split, you know, probably like good two seconds, kind of folded a little bit and kind of like just kind of went defense mode and Max just kind of teed off mm-hmm. and then think he realized like oh i can't do this and just started firing back but which is that's the thing is like even though he was fading he was competitive in every round and 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 was landing big shots in every round as well Mm -hmm. but go ahead and the uh, the other comment was somebody said they they didn't know yeah was this much of a dog and i was like oh come on yeah you definitely (laughs) didn't watch him and you know korean zombie and some of these other fights which was very and that's what i kept thinking too is that you know watching it today is like and even a little bit last night is Man, even in the fifth round, he's tired, he's hurt, this and that. You can tell he can still knock you out, man. Like, he's just, I mean, just going back to that zombie fight, like, we've seen him be Mm -hmm. in these wars, and then he just catches guys. Man, his elbows, very reminiscent of, like, a a Leon Edwards, another guy Mm -hmm. who I think is just so sneaky and good with the elbows, especially moving in and and just throwing them from weird angles. Mm -hmm. I think Yair and Leon just do that at a higher level. Yeah, and I I think, you know, for for any boxing fans who know that, you know, 
Mexican fighters have this thing where they just have this no quit, real yeah. gritty. It was a big thing in boxing, but I think Gayer really brings that to MMA to where it's like, you, I mean, you don't see a lot of people calling him out either. Yeah. I mean, this fight happens because one, you want to keep Max toward the top, but there's also nobody out there who's like outside of Zabit who isn't really fighting. Yeah, and I think they even asked Dana about that in the post fight, and Dana even was like, yeah, we don't know what's up with Zabit. I'm like, dude, that's just weird to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, moving forward, if you are a Yair, you know, you don't, you don't wait for Zabit, obviously, even no. though that's, you know, but he has pretty much the pick of the litter. First name that came to my head last night is, give me Yair Rodriguez versus Brian Ortega. Oof. I mean, two dogs that just deserve yeah. to, you know, neither of them lose stock coming off of their losses, should remain right at the top, and mm-hmm. just give me that fight when both of those guys are healed, healthy, and ready. Yeah, um, no, I mean, you can't. Oh, dude, I just, that's like a dream matchup. And then, you know, I, once again, I know we've, we've kind of been splitting it a little bit, but Max deserves, I mean, so much mm-hmm. credit because no matter how you stack it up last night, I mean, he overcame a lot, ate some huge shots. Yeah. One thing about Max, dude, is the takedowns. Yeah. I mean, Land, I personally went into the fight thinking that Yair might have a bit of an advantage. We've seen Yair display mm-hmm. really good takedowns before. Holy cow, dude, Max had some, like, legitimate very good tag like changing levels double legs well i think those calf kicks made him really have to assess his tool back but just as far as what he sure but in. even just to be able to display the technique yeah. that he did to do them and then look really good on top of yair mm-hmm. i mean very very uh some of it was kind of funny because like as he was doing like passing the way he would get from like full guard into like uh full mount and you know the way he was kind of floating the hips and that, very reminiscent of bj penn i thought that was kind of cool mm-hmm. just you just it just kind of really reminded me like when bj got on top yeah. guys and just would like before you know it he's in like side mm-hmm. control or full mount and it's like holy cow yeah i think uh i mean for credit to yair but that standing guillotine was tight <laughs> yeah and yeah. he went for a death oh, roll yeah yair had to sell out uh, <laughs> he had and to sell out for that funny i don't know if you were remember seeing when you rewatched it but on the post fight Max was like, I was going to call myself yeah. the best grappler, but then he swept <laughs> he me. He swept him, yeah. And it was a clean sweep, too. I was, I was. Oh, dude, there was some great, great grappling exchanges in this fight as well. I mean, yeah. just literally, once again, you know, it's tough because, you know, Chandler Gaethje, you know, obviously, once again, we were like, fight of the year, fight of the year. And then you're like, oh, but wait, Ortega, Volk, and now you've got this. And it's like, Ortega, Volk are kind of your full palette of MMA. Like, if, if, mm-hmm. I, if somebody asks me, um, you know, what is MMA or what, like they've never seen MMA. I would show them, I would definitely, sh- I'd probably show them Gaethje Chandler first mm-hmm. because it's like, you can't help but get excited. But then it's like this Volk Ortega or this fight where it's like, it's everything, right? You yeah. know, there's the ground game, there's high level striking with high stakes, there's submissions being thrown on. I mean, once again, bell to bell, just a phenomenal, phenomenal five round war. And then for Max, you know, I've already heard Dana saying, it makes the most sense to run it back with Volk. Maybe. I don't know. That just doesn't excite me. Um, I don't know if I feel like maybe Volk just has Max's card a little bit. Yeah. But, man, the buildup between him and Connor this whole week on Twitter. Um, and then I, I think I sent you guys the video of Connor like, oh, yeah. pacing back and forth in his living room <laughs> and, like, doing, like, this dude's, like, legit crazy. But... Um, I don't know, man. I don't, and you know, Max even said afterwards, like, hey, I have a win over the lightweight champion, Charles Oliveira, and, you mm-hmm. know, obviously he's fought Dustin Poirier and stuff, but, you know, man, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I feel like I want to see Max at 55 because we saw it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who do you go up and fight? Was it Poirier? 
Yeah. Yeah, and it just looked did not look like Max. He gave, he gave his best, but I mean, he's tough, boy, right? He was yeah. just way too big. Oh, he's way too big, way too strong. Um, dude, I'm more intrigued to see like maybe Connor go back to 45. I don't know if he can do it because no. he's committed his body so much to you know the muscle mass and stuff. But man, if there's any way he could, but. I, I think Max would take that fight at 55 against Connor because it's Connor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Would you rather see a Max back in a Volk title picture? Or would you rather see Max Connor too? I think I would say title picture. It's tough too because worth throwing this in. Max is way better now, yeah. you know, than he was when him and Connor yeah. fought. And I think that's where a lot of people are kind of hung up is they want to, you know, Connor hasn't been the Connor that beat Max. Yeah. And Max is nowhere near the Max that lost to Connor. Right. So I think that that rematch kind of is so enticing. But yeah, it is. It is interesting. But I think the Poirier fight is what makes me not to say that I think that Connor would do him the same way Poirier did, because I think that's two different style of fighters. Sure. Um, but I feel like. Connor would never make 45 and I think with and this is what I will say about Max obviously he he's amazing probably one of the most exciting fighters in the UFC mm -hmm. ever from what he does as far as a striking standpoint but these wars take a lot out of you I know you, dude man. it scares me it scares me and I mean like and we you know you take this back two three years when he was you know doing that interview with the concussion like <sighs> sounding like you know oh, that was scary so yeah. you know he's already had these brushes and I mean who knows how he's I mean I know he started to stop sparring and stuff yeah. like that but you know eventually these your health bar goes down yeah. your chin bar goes down it's funny because I, I I swear I was thinking this as I was watching this fight is I'm like man as soon as because, you know, we've heard fighters say, they all say, like, you know, you just wake up one day and your chin's gone. Yeah. And you're, you know, you just, it just, you can't do anything about it. And it's like, man, as soon as that day comes for Max, he's definitely, he's going to have to move on from the sport or find a different yeah. approach to fighting he because gets he gets hit a lot. I mean, you know, if he wasn't as tough as he was and just the absolute dog, I mean, Yair landed some shots that would have put many of head men, kicks. Yeah. Head kicks would have put a lot of guys yeah. in this division out cold. Well, And I think that's what, when Connor does go on these sprees of talking about people, he does have a point about Max being the best boxer in MMA is he doesn't have good boxing defense yeah, at all. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, he, he does like, have... It's funny, I read that and I was like, all right, touche. He's kind of Yeah, I mean, he there. does yeah. have, you know, you think about the Calvin fight and stuff, he has good head movement and foot movement, but he also, like you said, he gets hit a lot. Yeah, but couldn't like, I mean, couldn't your chin be a defense in a sense, like in a weird way too, like just that, I mean, having the ability to not be knocked out, it's like, eh, yeah, but I guess it is an ability in, in my head, <laughs> but you're also taking sure. your, the other person it's gonna is scoring points and it's going to run out. Even if it doesn't run out, the other person is scoring points because they're still hitting you too. Yeah. So if you start missing and they start hitting more then that whole, well, I got a chin thing doesn't really matter because yeah. the person outdoes you. But, you know, I, I don't think you can go wrong there, but I think with Connor, you know, there's also some other... You know, I'd love to see like him and Chandler. I know Chandler said he wants to be his first fight, yeah. and but it's also tough because you know Connor isn't necessarily in this you know top form. You know, everybody. Yeah, but it's tough too when you look at who he's lost to. So it's like I want to see. I would like to see Connor. Well, here we're getting off topic, but I would like to see Connor get a fight against somebody maybe even outside the top five. Like, I want to really yeah. see where he's at because if he goes out and you know he just runs through. Uh, I don't know, a Dan Hooker, mm -hmm. you know, uh, then, okay, cool. We know Connor's maybe still Connor. It's just, he's just consistently fighting the best in the world. Right. Um, so 
I don't know if that really answers anything, but like as far as max at 55, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Unless Connor's wanting to go to 45, I think I kind of lean more towards you. Um, maybe just give him the Volk, even though that fight doesn't interest me as much. But let's just put, let's just bury right. that. Because once that fight's done, doesn't matter really who wins that. It's going to be hard to make. I mean, it'd suck if Volk lost. I don't know if you'd do the fourth, but. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I would say knowing Dana, he's known to ride a horse till it dies. Yeah, and I mean, those guys so. are just far and above the best two right now in that division, clearly. And so, it, yeah. it, and, and except for maybe a Yair. So, yeah, I, I would I don't love know. to see Volkanovski and Yair, just the style matchup of. Yeah. I mean, leg kicks alone. Kicking and all that. Uh. Yeah. So, yeah, great main event last night, though. Uh, moving on to the co main event, Marco. Hajirio de Lima defeating Ben Rothwell via TKO only took him like 20 seconds in round one. Yeah, I know Dana's not happy with Herb. Yeah, so there was a bit of some controversy with Herb Dean in this one. Um, so de Lima cracked Rothwell like literally like 12 or 13 seconds into the fight, mm -hmm. sent him back in the cage, followed him up with like a big flurry. I think there was like a nasty leg kick in there too. He was out on his feet a couple He was times. pretty much out, but like, you know, so Herb was kind of watching and he was like kind of scrambling back there, like didn't know like, ah, do I cut in? Do I not? You know, he didn't really want to stop him. Then um, he kind of grabs De Lima's waist as De Lima throws a big punch and Rothwell, well, no, he throws a big punch. Rothwell kind of falls and then Herb grabs De Lima's waist. De Lima kind of looks like, yeah, we're done, right? And then Herb's like, nope, keep going. Like, lets him go. Let's De Lima go. And he's like, yeah. nope, keep going. And then like, uh, and then like De Lima kind of walked over to Ben Rothwell and then Herb's like, oh, no, 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 no. Actually, it, it is yeah. over. And, and Dana had a good point. He's like, the good thing is it was the right decision. The fight was done. Right. He should have stopped it. Um, but I do see what he's saying is like Herb can't be grabbing guys. He can't touch people. And then letting them go like, no, no, keep going. And then being like, ah, actually, yeah, just stop. Right. Because, you know, thank God De Lima was like being very, you know, he was very much aware and in the moment. Because mm -hmm. if he, if when Herb said no, go, and like De Lima just comes up that and cracks. Dan Henderson fall Yeah, dude, you know, it just could have been really bad for a guy like Ben Rothwell. At the same time, you know, some people are criticizing Herb's hesitancy to jump in. That doesn't bother me as much with a guy like Ben Rothwell because we've seen Ben Rothwell in these positions, right? And he wins fights. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I think that was more just a respect thing to Ben Rothwell yeah. of giving him time to recover. But I do agree. Mm -hmm. Herb Dean cannot be you can't grab yeah. somebody and tell them to stop and then say actually no go and then say, oh, actually stop. Like, it's just, you know, you yeah. can't do that. And, and I say that as somebody who wouldn't want to be in his spot and no. be so criticized of uh, no. letting him take more damage or cutting it off too early. And sure. especially now mm -hmm. when, you know, we, this year we've had a couple of fights that it seemed like the referee's done a little bit more to, you know, pick out who wins, whether it's stopping it early or, you know, not catching fouls of like eye pokes or whatever. So, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily um, want to be in that position, but I do agree. Like you got to kind of be, Real decisive because when you're not, you put people in really bad positions. Yeah, 100%. But, you know, good win for De Lima here in a, in a co-main event spot. And, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. You know, he's he's a long way off, obviously, mm -hmm. in the heavyweight division. But, you know, win over a guy like Ben Rothwell. And, and, his, and in the fashion that he did it, that's a big statement to do because right. people don't people don't beat Ben Rothwell like that. So no. uh, good for him, man. 
Uh, also on this card, Felicia Spencer defeating Leah Letson via TKO in round three. Uh, good win for Felicia Spencer. Looked really good here as well. Um, it, it's a tough one, though, because it's at, it's at 145, and it's in mm-hmm. the women's division. And Dana, even as recently, once again, as last night, is like, yeah, we don't really know what we're going to do. You know, this division kind of depends on Amanda. I mean, there's right. like really like three or four 145-pound women on yeah, the it's roster. Like Jermaine, which, who isn't? actually there but she can go yeah there. she can go there Holly's holly got can up. go there felicia spencer's pretty much stays there i think maybe sarah mcmahon goes up was it, uh the meg anderson fight at 145 yeah meg meg but i think meg's gone i think they let her yeah. go once they had talked about you know phasing this division out and then mm-hmm. amanda's like hold up you know i'm, I'm still a champ so yeah dana's kind of i mean he's very i'll give it to him at least he's honest about it yeah. like hey like yeah if, you know when amanda's gone this division's probably gone too so yeah. unless somebody comes up and emerges like a Maybe Kayla Harrison, you know, you never know. It kind of makes sense. Uh, But also, next fight, Chaos Williams defeating Detroit's own, baby. Baeza via TKO in round three. And I I told you, first off, this was a great fight. But once again, another good fight. Both guys looking really dangerous Mm -hmm. in this fight. Miguel Baeza is a very, very legit welterweight um, and is really well-rounded. And I think he still has a lot of lot of potential in this mm-hmm. division but i said it to you last night and i feel that way today is chaos williams can be anybody yeah because he is that dangerous of a striker man mm-hmm. kamara usman you know obviously i would pick kamara usman 10 times out of 10 to beat chaos williams in a fight but i'm telling you what if chaos williams hits kamara usman, listen he's not I mean, and he takes it too man right i, I mean, mean even look at the finish you know he was looking down with i mean uh by by Biazza was looking really good with the leg kicks, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he he almost crumbled that leg, and then just like nope, and he was just like, <laughs> all right, well, if this is going out, I'm gonna go out like this. So he landed those yeah. wild punches, you know, with no, he wasn't like sitting on them. There wasn't like his legs weren't in the punches at all, right? Um, but I agree with you. It's like that Francis. I said when you said yeah. that, I was like, it's that Francis Derek Lewis thing where it's like, all right, I mean, Give come him. at me if you want, but yeah. you know, you've seen Gilbert Burns really wobble Usman. Yeah. You've seen, you know, Colby hit him with some good stuff. If if Chaos Williams hits you clean. Well that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying he's the oh he's he go give him a title shot or he's the best or he deserves to be on that level. I'm just saying like yeah, he can knock anybody out. I mean he and he takes it, man. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, he takes punches, he walks through. I mean he's we've seen him get finished and stuff too, but uh he's a tough dude, man. Oh, yeah. He's gonna be a he's gonna give a lot of people problems, I think. No, and, that's why I, I said in the group too, like if if Hamzat doesn't have that last fight with Lee them two matched up would have just been like yeah. crazy. But obviously at this point, Hamzat's way more built up at this point. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, Chaos puts a couple more wins together. Yeah, I think Hamzat's kind of fought, or excuse me, kind of past Chaos yeah. at this point for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, maybe he wins a couple more. It could be a fun matchup. Yeah. He could be a fill-in for, you know, the, a The bad thing about ranked. Hamzat, though, is the way he's changing levels on boys, Chaos. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but, if, but you know, like I said, we see it with Derek Lewis. He gets beat, he yeah, gets beat, yeah. he gets beat, and then one lands. Yeah, because I know with Derek Lewis, like, man, I gave him, like, no shot to beat uh, – uh, Curtis Blades and he just caught him on I'm the way. I'm just saying it. Everybody has a game plan until you get punched. Song Yadong defeating Julio Ars via TKO in round two. Man, he is like, he's one of those guys that I'm really looking forward to moving on. You know, I think he just recently, or maybe he's been, I can't remember, he might have been training with Alpha Male oh, yeah. and Uriah and them. Been. And, uh, you know, to hear a guy like Uriah, Uriah is really high on him. Yeah, and second coming of Alpha Male, I feel like. I, 
man, he looked really good in this spot. Uh, real quick, some prelims I wanted to point out. Joel Alvarez defeating Tiago Moisés via TKO in round one. Look out for yeah. for Joel Alvarez. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of people today, you know, uh, Islam's last fight before he just, who did he just beat? Sorry, we just, um, it was just like two weeks ago. Hooker. Dan Hooker. Uh, before that, he fought Tiago Moisés, fought him, I think, a decision to a decision. And here you got Joel Alvarez who came out, and I'm telling you what, his striking, and he is, excuse me, Oh gosh, I'm having the hit. I'm it's like every time we do this episode, these episodes now I'm getting like crazy crazy hiccups. It's my medicine though. Mm. Dude, this medicine I'm on, like I'll get to hiccuping and like uh, you can ask Ash, like I can't even breathe. Like I feel like I'm going to throw Oof. up. It's crazy. Um but Joel Alvarez, no. Now, I did hear in the post fight. So this is his second fight in a row that he's missed weight mm-hmm. at 155 pounds and he is a ma- I mean he looks like a welterweight. Um, so he might have to move up, but man, if he can ever figure the weight out, he is a very, very dangerous striker to 155 pounds. Last fight I want to bring up, Andrea Lee defeating Cynthia Calvillo via TKO. What a really, really good performance by Andrea Lee, who once again is another one of these young contenders mm-hmm. that a lot of people are high on to beat somebody like Cynthia Calvillo, who's kind of a bit of a legend, or not a le- you know, not legend, but um, like a veteran right. is the word I was looking for, excuse me, um, in this uh, women's MMA. Um, Cynthia's going to, I don't know, man. Cynthia might be on the bubble here. Um, I, I cannot remember. Is that multiple losses for her in a row now? Um, I'll tell you. Yeah, I cannot really. I know she was ranked high for a minute. Like, she was, She man. got up to like kinda four. Got started kind of. Yeah, that's three in a row. Three in a row, yeah. So I, Cynthia might be on a bit of a bubble here, man. That's going to be really interesting to see. But there it is. That's the fight night. Another another great fight night. Um, and, man, yeah, just two weeks in a row now mm-hmm. of just really a couple weeks. I mean, they're on, the UFC's on a run now with just phenomenal fights. So yep. I um, didn't see what happened with the OSP fight. I got canceled. Oh, okay. Yeah, it fell off. I didn't. When I was looking through the thing, I was like, I, I was going back to watch some I think of the a couple stuff. fights. Yeah, I think a couple fights fell off this card. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, the Chris Dawkins fight. Yeah, he was supposed to still be on this card. That's his a, his fight fell off. Yeah, as well. Um, uh, also worth noting, um, Chris Cyborg defeating I think it's Sanid Kavanaugh in first uh, round. For, yeah, first round. Kayla Harrison in the crowd, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Cyborg kind of respectfully calling her out like hey you know i appreciate you being here would love to fight you one day so i think i think dana white's been a little bit i'll say disrespectful towards kayla harrison i think Mm -hmm. a little bit been very critical of her um so i think kayla harrison go to bellator yeah go for chris cyborg prove your point you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then all all the chips are in your table. Maybe at that he point. knows that she won't fight Amanda. And Could if be. that won't happen. So what's it's the not point? Worth it. <clears throat> it's not worth she, it. You know, it's like we talk about. You know, you start winning big money in these other organizations. The big fights are all you're really looking forward to, and if you yeah. won't take it. But I, I did think it was weird. I felt like I, I can't remember the exact quote, but it said Cyborg had called that girl her like toughest opponent. Yeah. Yeah, and like she just weird. cleaned her in like one round. Yeah, yeah, just like dogged her. Like you, even like um, some of the girls in the UFC, it took you a little bit, like right? Three, four, five rounds. I mean, how's Amanda not your toughest opponent? You know what I mean? Maybe you just don't think about that one. Yeah, just don't think about that at all. Yeah. All of them, but that. Yeah. Well, this Saturday, the train keeps rolling. November thirteenth, Misha Tate continues her return in another main event spot. This time, taking on the number seven ranked 
Ketlin Vieira. This fight was originally scheduled for October 16th, but had to be rescheduled for this Saturday because Misha tested positive for COVID. Um, uh, Misha returned to the sport back in March after a five-year layoff with a very dominant victory and third-round TKO of Marion Renu. Mm -hmm. She's uh, definitely taken a big step in competition here against Ketlin Vieira. Uh, Ketlin is coming off a very questionable decision loss to Yana Kunaitska, who, like many people, I think Ketlin won that fight. Mm -hmm. um, it is worth noting she did miss weight by two pounds in her last fight, in that last fight, excuse me, and did appear to gas a bit by the end. Well, really almost by the the mid-second round she was starting to take some big breaths so mm -hmm. they know that's something to watch out for especially going into fight week and weigh-ins and stuff right. um uh, ketlin's a fantastic grappler uh, she's displayed some good jujitsu on top and bottom uh, misha's definitely displayed some improved uh striking in her last fight but still had to rely on her wrestling in the end to get the win uh worth noting ketlin has a 93 percent takedown defense for her career uh so misha may have to get this one done on the feet yeah, what you do you think get, you might got to do some dirty boxing maybe some clinch work up against the cage yeah, yeah. and you know Kellen comes from you know uh uh jose and them is it una night una uh, Naivea yeah. or Naivea? i can't think how but so she comes out of a great team and mm -hmm. you know i think her strikings looked a little bit better as well she's really big you know she's a bigger girl for yeah, she's got the height and reach mm -hmm. advantage yeah. it's you know um and, and Ketlin has great takedowns as well, even with her back on the fence, you know, in that Yana Kunaitska, you know, Yana had her on the cage several times. Ketlin had her back and was able to get, she has like this really nasty inside trip with her back against the cage. Um, so she's always dangerous. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we, you know, we've seen Misha struggle off her back. Um, however, she is still such a question mark, Misha, to me coming into this because, um, I still think that she's added probably elements to her game that we mm -hmm. haven't seen, but we just don't know. Right. You know, because the long layoff, I mean, she did look really good in the last fight, but, you know, I still feel like there's a big question mark around Misha Tate, and I feel like mm -hmm. this fight we're really going to find out if, because she said in her post fight in her last fight, she said, I'm not here just for a comeback. I'm here for the title. Right. So we're going to see if she's really yeah, ready for that. Because now she's not fighting a lady who said she's retiring regardless at the end of this fight. Yeah, it's very, this is a very legitimate fight. You know, an 11 and 2. The odds right now yeah. is uh, Misha's a minus 120. Which I was a little surprised. Uh, I don't it's know. It's a name I'm, thing, I feel It like. is a name thing, but I'm always a little bit nervous, too, with um, fighters that have come back from COVID. And I, I've never, like, actually sat down and broke down the numbers, but it was a fairly quick turnaround. You know, yeah. it's a little bit quicker. I know Cody struggled Doodle. after his. Um, yep. There's a couple people, I mean, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, she just got it in October. Like I said, this fight was originally scheduled for October 16th. So, you know, you're about a month turnaround. So, you know, two weeks to recover from the illness. So, you know, she probably wasn't training much, I would assume. Because, mm -hmm. you, you know, depending how she reacted to it. So, I don't know, man. It, it kind of makes me a little nervous, especially if Ketlin's a le uh, excuse me, able to hang around, you know, to that fourth, fifth round. Is, you know, Misha, whose cardio looked great in the last fight, for sure. Mm -hmm. We can both speak from experience, though. That's one thing we do know, you know, doing jujitsu post-COVID is it's not an easy right. comeback, man. And you're going to be fighting somebody who has trouble making weight, so you know she's going to be big fighting. Sure, so. yeah, and I hope she can make weight, man. I don't oh, want yeah. that to be Ketlin's little downfall, but a lot of people from that, you know, Jose's gym, man, have struggled with weight. Mm -hmm. I don't know what, you know. If Except it's, for Jose. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's never he really made that, had his problems. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, yeah. he's the only one that, and not only that, is he also went down went a division. Down. Yeah, so. I think, yeah, I don't know if they just haven't got that science down or what at that gym, but super excited. Good main event. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. 
In our co-main event, we have the number six ranked welterweight Michael Chiesa versus the undefeated 14-0 Sean Brady. Chiesa is 4-1 since moving back up to welterweight. His lone loss came in his last fight against Vincente Luque. Luque beating Chiesa via first-round darts choke. Sean Brady has won all four of his UFC fights. He's a Daniel Gracie black belt and is a phenomenal grappling game, especially mm-hmm. from the top. He is a man. When he gets on top of guys, it's rough. Um, his striking also has improved with each fight. Um but stylistically, these two are very similar and probably, you know, come in Saturday with very similar objectives of getting the fight to the ground and looking to finish. Um, I don't know, man. This is this is a very fascinating fight to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really high on Sean Brady. I think he, um, you know, you hear like, you know, he trains with uh, Paul Felder. You hear Paul mm-hmm. Felder, you know, Paul Felder thinks this guy's a champion, you know, and I, man, watching him over these last couple fights, I don't disagree with him. Yeah, man. I mean, he lands a lot more strikes than ooh. Mike. And, and his striking, I'm telling you, has looked so good his last two oh, fights. Oh, yeah. He gets the takedowns. He's tough. Black belt. And then, like, what makes me think is like knowing how tough he is like how lucky is kevin lee yeah because if he would have ran into this guy i feel like it would have been even worse and you know sean brady man he's got this like nasty like little kind of like one-armed guillotine and like paul felder is like dude i'm telling you this guy has a squeeze like nobody else Mm -hmm. and he's like he all he needs is one arm like you know well and kiesa's losses are all subs yeah, and he's very, which is, they were, you know, talking about that in his last fight, is he's very vulnerable to submissions. Granted, all, you know, lesser weight classes, except for the Luque, which, mm-hmm. you know, let's grade on a curve, you know, Vincente Luque, probably top three or four welterweight in the world right, right. now. But, you know, I'm telling you, man, Sean Brady is a problem at this mm-hmm. weight. Sickest back tat in the game with that big yeah. mass Japanese warrior mask on his back, and uh, it's funny too. You know, you watch the progression of his fights. Every fight, more tats, man. Oh, probably yeah. some of the best tats in MMA. Let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think Volk has probably one of the best. I was thinking, you know, the back piece. There's Volk, Sean Brady, and there's one more I can't remember. I man, I don't know. I give Sean Brady the edge on the back tat because it's just red. Right. I mean, the collar. You know, Volk's I think is black and white. Isn't it? it no, I, I think, think there is some red and color. Is there some like color a, in it? it? But it is. I mean, they're yeah. all impressive. <laughs> yeah, they're very, which is funny because, like, like, you know, sticker. <laughs> we talk about when we first started playing, like, the UFC games when you're creating your fighter and you're yeah. giving them these That's tattoos. exactly what it is. That's like Sean Brady is like that for oh, sure. Yeah. But I'm telling you, man, this fight's a big one in this division, mm-hmm. you know, especially when we're talking about Kamara Usman needing new contenders. Um, Kies is a guy that hasn't got that crack yet, obviously, but he's right there. And Sean Brady, if he moves to 15-0 and with a win over Kiesa this Saturday, look out. Right, and, you know, he's kind of the – he gets this win, and he – not that he interrupts the Hamzat train. Sure. But he becomes somebody who is like – you know, with his ability to grapple and strike and yeah. all those things and his record and the people he'd he'd beat up to this point getting a win over Kiesa would be really hard to keep him out of some good conversations. Also on this card, we got our boy, yes, sir. Wavy, Davey, Grant, returning against a guy a lot of people already have their eyes on as a future contender in the 135-pound division, Adrian Yanez. Uh, Davy Grant coming in off his decision loss to Cheeto Vera, and Adrian Yanez coming in off his exciting second round TKO victory over Randy Costa. Um, man, I don't know. This is a tough one because obviously the boy Wavy right. Davy, but man, I'm really high on Adrian Yanez. Too. Yeah, me too. I, I feel like he's his boxing, his striking. Yeah, unreal, man. I mean, the guy uh, he doesn't go to the ground. No, but he lands so much. 
you know, his only losses are decision losses. And like that, Randy Costa was a really big. Especially jump he lost for me. that first round. You know, yeah. Costa was getting off on him in that first round and he just came out and made the adjustments round and, said, and Not today, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Wavy Davy definitely has a lot to offer as well. Another phenomenal striker, man. Very unorthodox. Um, and, you know, Yanez does not want to get hit in the first round like he did against Costa in this fight. No, and, and you know, it, it might also be a thing to where, you know, if, if both of these guys were 28 or however old, or, you know, just a little bit, yeah, Giannis is 27, Wavy Davies 35. So, yeah. you know, if they're both at the same age, this, is, this might be a little bit more um, close in my head. But I do still think that, obviously, Davy Grant is very dangerous. So... Giannis is definitely going to have to make sure he make his adjustments a lot quicker than just the next round with somebody like Davey who's going to throw a lot at you, and he has good subs. Yes. Also on this card, Hani Yaya's got a fight. Joanne Calderwood has a fight. Scrolling down, looking who else. Whoa, say this one out loud. Who? Where my thumb is. Oh, she was supposed to fight this uh, Luke. Is it Luke Boonamy? That's what it looks like. Luke Boonamy. I can't remember. She was supposed to fight this weekend and had to get moved to uh, this past this next weekend. I can't remember the reason. I know she had an opponent change last mm -hmm. minute. But before we get to our picks, John, give us our three to see for this week. Okay. Well, one of them is somebody we didn't get the chance to mention. I was going to say him right before you said that, but Terrence McKinney. Yeah. A great backstory. Amazing start to his UFC career. That last fight. Just amazing. Um, I'd love to see him just keep on building this up, man. He's he's fun to watch, and like I said, his story is so crazy, the the stuff he's been through to get to here. Yeah. Um, my other one is Adrian Yanez being the real deal. You We're going to find out. You, you're definitely going to learn a lot. And, I mean, once again, I think he's going to turn into one of those people that people aren't wanting to call out and fight because he's right. so tough. And then Michael Chiesa getting back on track because, you know, you lose this. There's so many young fighters coming up, and – there's so many other matchups that it makes it a little bit harder for you to get back into that title right. shot. So, I like it. Well, let's do our picks. We will just have to get Brandon's picks at a later time. But before we do, update us on our all scoring. Right. He says uh, Nate's the only one who scored points. He yeah, all three for the main event. Yeah. Uh, so right now, Brandon, oh, last place is still Nathan with 66. Yeah, unfortunately. Me with 68 and Brandon with 69. <sighs> Boy, it's going to be a sprint yeah. to the finish. Yeah. It we is might like all tie at the very end. Well, I'll tell you what. I wasn't going to pick for the Yanez Grant fight. Let's go ahead and pick for it. Why not? All right. Uh, just maybe we can get some separation going here. I will go first. Davy Grant versus Adrian Yanez. Oh, this is so tough for me. But I am going to pick with my heart. And there's no way I'm picking against Wavy Davy, <laughs> baby. Uh, I got to go with him, man. And it's tough, too, because I think it was um, maybe it was Ray Longo. I just heard recently talking about Adrian Yanez came to, you know, his gym and did some sparring with Aljo and Marab and them. And he's like, dude, I'm telling you, this guy's a few, you know, and he is, man. He's a stud. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to hope for point's sake. Uh, that, you know, Wavy Davey, just too much veteran in him, comes mm -hmm. in, maybe cracks him early. I think if he's going to beat him, he's going to have to do it in the first round. I'm going to say Wavy Davey via first round knockout. Nice. Uh, I'm going to Adrian Yanez, but I will say, with, uh, with talking about the age thing, if he's going to take a loss in the UFC real quick, I'm Gotta cool be with Wavy Davey <laughs> right now. Um, you know what's so funny? Do you think Davey Grant knows that he has, like, basically a, his U.S. 
USA fan club like runs through us. Like yeah. we're from, I mean, we're, we're we, nobody calls him wavy. We are no. the wavy Davy grant yeah. us fan club. If we had more time, we would have a, like a Twitter handle of just wavy Davy. <laughs> uh, dude, the, we just dude, tweet at people. We need people to just go to wavy Davy's like last Instagram post and just spam at me. Oh, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. He, he definitely would be surprised. Be like, man, these guys talk about me a lot. Yeah. Like, these, these guys, I don't even get it, man. Like no they spend more time on me than the main event. Wavy Davy. We mess with you the long way. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Oh, I'm a I'm gonna take Adrian Giannis. I'm gonna say second round TKO. Okay, uh, he's a real tough guy. I mean, it's gonna be. I'm almost more excited to watch that fight outside of. I mean, even the co-main is good, but that's probably the the fight I'm looking forward to the most. In the co-main event, we do have Michael Chiesa versus Sean Brady. I'm actually gonna go underdog here, and I'm gonna go Sean Brady. Man, I'm buying into the hype a little bit. Um, he's actually not the underdog betting. Oh, he's not. He's a minus one fifty. Really, probably because the submission things. I bet people mm-hmm. just think you and know he's undefeated. He's undefeated. Yeah, fourteen zero. I think he moves to fifteen and zero here, man. I would not. Here's the thing though, Kiesa has a way of showing up in big spots, mm-hmm. and you know we saw him do it against Neil Magny in his last one, where Neil Magny was on a roll. Yeah. You know, he was running through on his way, kind of getting in that contender talk. You know, he beats Kiesa, Neil Magny does, and we're talking maybe one fight away from a, a title or number one contender spot. Mm-hmm. But man, I really like what I saw of Sean Brady. Um, watched a lot of his fights this week, and I just, I really believe in him. And I, I do think he finds a way to get it done here against Kiesa. What are you calling the. <sighs> man, it's tough. I, I think I have to go submission, and I'll just say third round. Because Kiesa fades, man. That was another yeah. thing. Like, he, <clears throat> you know, watching him again, even in the uh, Magni, you know, Magni, late in that fight, I think in, like, the fourth or fifth round, actually took Kiesa down mm-hmm. a couple times, got to his back, and got, got in some really dangerous spots. And, you know, Neil Magni's a very good fighter, very well-rounded. But, you know, you're talking a really high-level black belt like Sean Brady, and you're not getting out of that stuff, no. man. I, uh, I was actually going to say the same thing, but I'll move. Uh, I'm going to go Brady as well, second-round sub. I think uh, if, especially just because he, you know, he lands a lot more strikes. If he can get Kiesa to start shooting, talk about a one arm guillotine. Yeah, you know, I don't think it happens early, but if you get to second, and I think that's what I, he's so good off his back too. And I think that's what I'm kind of in my head is realizing is like, even if Kiesa takes him down, he's never going to be fully safe. You know, but right. Kiesa is very imposing on top for of sure, well, so. for sure. I can tell you, Brandon's picking Kiesa. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> we don't have to. <laughs> do. uh, okay, so what'd you say? You're saying uh, second round, Brady, sub. second round sub. Okay, yeah. main event: Ketlin Vieira versus Misha Tate. I'm once again going with somebody. I'm, I'm going to take Vieira here. Um, I, I just think there's more upside to Ketlin. I, I do mm-hmm. really feel like Ketlin's a legit contender in this division. Um, Misha can make me eat all my words. This if if she wins this fight, I'm okay. You know that's this is for real. Right. Uh, but I just I feel like what we've seen. I can only grade her off her last fight. I've got a lot more recent stuff to go off of with Ketlin Vieira. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like Ketlin's stylistically matched up for this fight. I I think Ketlin finishes her. Um, I'm gonna say. I'll I'll say th- third or fourth round sub. Let's go. Let's go fourth round sub. Nice. I'm actually agreeing with you on this one too. I think because I, for the same thing, I don't know, you know, Misha did look good, but like I said, as against a lady who was ready to retire, sure, probably you know they were probably on an equal. It's a, it's a tough grading, scale. right? Yeah. So, and like you said too, you know, this is the real prove it. Like you're legitimately here for right. this. Uh, I'm gonna go Ketlin as well. I'm gonna say uh, by decision. 
I think her being big is going to weigh on her. And I think, uh, and, and Misha isn't a slouch on the ground either. No, but she's not that great off her. I mean, we have, you know, yeah. she's gotten worked on her back a lot. And that's, that's what I keep saying is I think if Ketlin gets on top of her, Misha is going to be in some trouble. Right. You know, I think it, if you're Ketlin, you stay on the outside, use yeah. your reach and length. Yeah. And then she when, is long. when things start getting desperate, then you start using your size and, there uh, it is. So yeah, do so not sleep on this card. This no. I think this is going to be a really, really good card. It's one of the. I mean, obviously, this past weekend is probably probably one of the best fight night cards we've had. Man, this yeah, but this this whole year. This one's definitely better than like two fights ago. So, sure, two fight nights ago. So let's get to the news. Oh, oh, oh. Still can't get over Brandon. Yeah. Episode fifty, man. <sighs> You're gonna no call, no show. Yeah, he's definitely going to have to talk to HR. I'm going to tell Brandon a story. Remind me next week. I'm going to tell him about, do I want to say, because I feel like he might listen to this, so I don't want to say the name, because, okay, no, we'll talk after. Right, right, right. Remind me about this next week. I'm going to tell him we're going to start. I'm going to start a little story time next week with Brandon. (laughs) Nice. All right, first story we got, obviously already mentioned it, Jorge Masvidal is out of his UFC 269 bout against Leon Edwards for an undisclosed injury. Still undisclosed, right? I never saw. No, I Okay, I didn't see either as the week went on. Uh, Currently, no decisions have been made on what they're going to do with Leon. Uh, We have obviously seen many people, including Hamzat himself, clamoring for him to step in for that fight on December 11th. But I've also seen a lot of people saying Leon should... um, excuse me, now be number one contender and just wait for that title shot with Usman. Leon seems content to wait, kind of what he put out on social media, told Mm -hmm. Usman, like, I'll see you soon. I'm going to rest up, enjoy my family, whatever. What are your thoughts? What should Leon do? What should the UFC do uh, with Masvidal being out now? I said it in the group chat. I'm not putting on the tinfoil, but... It does kind of seem oh, yeah. like this is, you know, Colby called out Masvidal and told him to cancel his fight and come fight him. <laughs> that sells itself. It's a big fight. You know, Leon, I, um, you know, and then with Leon, you know, he's put in a lot of work. And to be honest, he probably shouldn't. I mean, he's going to, he wants to fight. You got to make money. But Masvidal really didn't deserve this fight. Yeah. If you're I, talking about the I, past, I mean, he's lost two in a row. Yeah. I mean, I think Masvidal Leon's a big fight, too. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's obviously the back, the two piece in a soda or whatever, three mm-hmm. piece in a soda. Yeah. Um, you know, so so there is the backstory there. Um, yeah, there's more heat with Colby. They were roommates, teammates. You know, yeah. there's a bigger story there to be told for sure. Um, yeah, I'm actually kind of okay with I mean, no, no, don't get me wrong. I would love, really right. sad to hear this fight. I was really excited. I'm more so just because I was excited to see Leon back in there. And I right. feel like Jorge was going to push him to really mm-hmm. have to use all his weapons. And it would have right. been a great fight. Um, I originally was in the throw Hamzat in there camp. Like, like, like this is it. Yeah. yeah, we can get Hamzat right up to the top. But having heard arguments on both sides, watching a lot of people, listening to a lot of people, uh, I'm kind of leaning more towards Leon Waite uh, yeah. because he deserves it. What, nine undefeated at this point? Mm-hmm. Um, only loss since like 2014 or 15 is to Kamara Usman. Right. You know, there is a bit of a story there. It's a fresh opponent for Usman as a champion mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, you can't really go off that, re- you know, the original fight, excuse They're me. They're both definitely both different fighters. Both of them so different fighters now. Um, and... You know, let's be honest, Hamzat's not stylistically the best fight for Leon, and I want to see Leon at least get that opportunity. Yeah. Hamzat's going to have his chance, and there's plenty of fights for Hamzat Shemaev. Mm-hmm. Trust me, fun fights. Um, we don't need to do that to Leon right now. And I guess I'm not really like trying to save Leon, but uh, yeah, I'm totally okay with, let's just scrap this Jorge Leon thing. Mm-hmm. Let Jorge fight Colby. 
you know, put him on the same card as Usman if you feel like, you know, winner situation, whatever. Um, yeah. But what a big card that would be, too. Yeah, and I think Leon deserves it because he has yes, stepped he in and been willing to fight everybody. Very he was, you know, he was willing to fight Hamza right. at, I mean, at one point. The Muhammad well. fight, he didn't necessarily have to take that. Didn't want to take it, right. but he took it for then, the UFC. Then comes back around, you know, and then... I've seen like Gilbert Burns and a couple other people call out Leon, but if you're Leon, you just don't just need. wait. You don't and, need to. And you know, you, he kind of he got played for that. Not played, but COVID happened. He wasn't yeah. able to you so know train fight. A lot of problems. Yeah, you know, he hasn't been able to make money. Like he deserves this big shot. That's big what I shot. think. So, so why throw him in against a guy like Hamzat? You know who? You know, and not saying Leon could never win that fight, right. but stylistically, you know, you're kind of throwing him out there a little bit. It's like, you know, let him go fight. Let, let him have this fight. He deserves right. it. He earns it. And and there is a story there. You know, like I said, that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, it's just crazy to think that Leon's gone on the run. He hasn't, yeah. hasn't had a chance. Well, and even like the so, Diaz fight, he didn't necessarily need to take that. It's probably a money fight. Sure. So that definitely helped out. But yeah. And I think just getting rounds back because he did have so long off. So, right. yeah. No, I, at first I was like the Hamza, you know, we put up a, an Instagram poll. Seemed like more people wanted to see, you know, Hamza get thrown in, which, Believe me, I mean, if they here's the thing: if Leon agreed to it, I'm I'm down. Don't right. get me wrong, but if he's if, but having heard Leon seemingly say, "I'd rather wait for Usman," let's do whatever Leon like. That's how right. I feel. Whatever I think, I think though Usman is champion and he deserves that right to kind of maybe you know pick what his next path is. I think mm-hmm. he's earned that for sure. I think Eon, uh, Leon deserves that as well, and I think Usman would love to fight Leon because he probably sees it as a winnable fight. Yeah, well, you know? and it is also weird for Usman who's out here, you know, calling out Connor and Diaz, sure. and like he wants these like you know, weird. I think a little bit. Fights. Yeah, and I think with Usman a little bit is I think he really doesn't want to fight Izzy. And, you know, obviously he said afterwards, like, yeah, if they gave us, like, what, $3 million? $100 million. $100 million. And we, want, and we decided to, like, we yeah. would do it. But So uh, how do you make up that money? You got Yeah, you're trying to find Connor, money fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah because, it, I mean, him and Izzy. I mean, God, dude, can you imagine? Yeah. The, I mean, that would be massive. Right. Massive. But they're not going to do it. No. And so, yeah, I think it's more he's looking for his money. Like, how, okay, how, you know, Izzy can go up. I can't right. go down. You know, uh, so it's like, how does he find his money fights? And it is your Connors, your Nates, you know, the big, bigger names. But Habib, yeah, good luck. <laughs> Steven Wonderboy Thompson versus Bilal Muhammad added to the final fight night of 2021 on December 18th. Big fight, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, that not a, obviously not a number one contender, but that's a fight. You win that. Your next one's probably a number one contender. Yeah. You win that. You know, Wonderboy needs it. Wonderboy needs it, and Bilal deserves it. Yeah, he's I mean, another- give him a chance because, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't think he deserved the Leon fight, which is arguable. And you know, to get a win over somebody like Wonderboy would prove that he deserves to be up there. In yeah, that, for sure. That level. Triller announces a new combat sport. Did you see this? Yeah. Okay, so for people that don't know, Triller, which is the boxing or Celebrity, celebrity boxing. boxing promotion that did the Jake Paul fights originally announces a new combat sport called Triad Combat. Uh, they're advertising it as the true middle ground between boxing and MMA. Um, it's called kickboxing, right? <laughs> dude, listen to these rules. So it's did you watch the video of the no. rules? So it's punching only. No kicks or knees. Also, no trips, takedowns, or submissions. You can only clinch, clinch with overhooks, underhooks, tie plums, and waist clinches, but you can only punch in those positions. 
So you can, it's basically like Muay Thai, right? Like that's why I'm like, so we're not far off from Muay Thai, really. It's Muay Thai boxing. And yeah, no kicks, uh, no foot stomps, but you can stand on your opponent's foot to punch and punch them. <laughs> this seems like somebody was just super high in their living room and was like, <laughs> "Look." So I would, so here's a step further: is the first event they already announced it. The first event will be on November 27th. Um, I believe it's in Dallas, Texas at, I think at Cowboys stadium. I feel like I can't remember the exact venue, but it's on November 27th with familiar names like Frank Mir, Matt Mitrione and Mike Perry, all fighting on this debut card. Any interest in this? Well, I need to see what that pay-per-view price looks like. You know what it kind of seems like? How can we get Jake Paul back and get him into MMA without getting him into? I mean, well, I don't know. The other just thing seems, is he, I've heard so many things about them not paying anybody. They still owe Jake Paul, oh, I believe. Dude, I don't know. So it's like how I don't even know if I, I would sign up for this. I'm kind of like on the fence, man, because it's like okay, at the end of the day, I'm a combat sports fan, right? right. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on anything new or somebody trying to do something new. I just feel like if you're wanting to be a true middle ground between MMA and boxing. You got to add more MMA than clinching. Yeah. Oh, and you can do like they said. So like you can do more what they're considering like MMA style punching, like spinning attacks. You can do spinning, spinning uh, back fist, spinning back fist, Superman, Superman punches, punch. stuff like that. Well, here's the thing. It, it, more than I want to see Jake Paul kind of do MMA, but not. I feel like this should have been the rule set for Connor Floyd. But maybe, yeah. Okay. Just to, just sure. to open up. Sure. That fine, but. If you're wanting to be that middle ground, I mean, you at least got to add leg kick. I mean, something. Even, like, like, just don't do middle ground kickbox. You can do sweeps. There's no groundwork. There's no takedowns. Yeah, I just don't. I don't fully understand what we're doing here, but I'm not going to, you know, on the outside, I don't love it. Right. I'm, I'm, we'll see. You know, and we'll, like I said, we'll I need see to see this first what that pay per view prices because yeah. if you're trying to whack my head for fifty they, bucks, I'm no, out. No, I don't think so. I mean, Frank Mir is the main event. Mitrione's the co-main, and then Perry's like the third fight. Yeah. You know, so I don't even know their opponents. They could have been recognizable names. I didn't recognize them off top. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Um, another announcement: Donald Cowboy Cerrone will face Craig Jones at Combat Jiu Jitsu Worlds under the Combat Jiu Jitsu rule set on December nineteenth. That's a fun. That's yeah. fun. I'm really excited. I'm actually pretty excited. I, wish I will more, watch this. I wish more MMA guys would do stuff like this. Yeah. Just because it's it's not as dangerous as, you know, if like you they're like, yeah, no, dude, I'll let you go do a bare knuckle. It's not in that same level. Well, and it's a way to say ultra competitive. I mean, Craig right. Jones is for people that don't know, only probably pound for pound the one of the right you know we're talking number two or three greatest best or best grapplers right now. The top three, but he ain't three. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it depends who you'd ask. But pound for pound, he'd probably be like definitely yeah. top. You know, top three, definitely top five greatest right mm-hmm. now, active. Um, and obviously, you know, Cowboy Cerrone is just an, an MMA legend, and it, this is a good breeding of mixture of worlds, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, so people maybe don't know combat jujitsu. You know, you can open hand smack your opponent, but only when you're on the ground yeah so you can't do it from so you can't do it from the standing position you have it's to like get a ground them. and pound situation pretty much yeah but it's like smack open hand i think you can do like more like palm stuff so um it's fun it's kind of fun some people hate it i don't mind it i think it's cool and this and this will be a fun thing to watch as sign well. up i'll sign you up to do it with bass rootin if you want last thing yeah bass rootin last thing Deron Williams will face Frank Gore in a boxing match on the undercard of Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury on December 18th. 
uh, this is a weird one, man. I remember, like, when I started hearing Deron Williams boxing, I'm like, okay, that's random. And they're, like, out of nowhere, Frank Gore. Well, Frank Gore said he turned down NFL contracts. He probably seen these people getting money. He felt like, oh, I'm tough enough to... And know. here's the thing. I've seen everybody saying that how Frank Gore is going to run through him. But I doing jujitsu, being, like, buff and an athlete doesn't always translate. No. You know, and you don't know. Williams could have, like, slick hands. Who like, was the guy that... Reese, I was telling somebody this week... The fight that I the the NBA or just you know athlete I would want to see boxes that guy that played for the Pacers kind of an older veteran. oh Dave West David West yeah let's see David West yeah. like you know somebody that's like legitimately you know there was I've a guy him. who played for the Miami Heat his name was like James Johnson I think I remember James Johnson and he's like a that name a third degree karate black belt he yeah. trained MMA in the off season like, yeah I just feel like I just so dude, ran, like Dan Deron Williams at Frank I mean they don't even play the same sport combat jujitsu with Roy Hibbert. He's a purple belt, dude. I know. <laughs> so that would be oh, God. He's like seven, him slapping. He's like you. legitimately seven three. Yeah, he's like Oof. massive. So there it is. That's our news. Well, let's get into this new segment real quick. Um, so here's what we're gonna do, guys. So we're gonna I'm gonna try to explain this. Yeah, this is gonna be an ever growing thing <laughs> as we as we do this. This is gonna be something that's gonna take a couple weeks. So mm -hmm. uh, this idea actually came from uh, our Fleur Sensei Jacob Herlock. Kind of right. gave us this idea, and uh, we kind of took it had a bit of some back and forth so we originally were going to do uh certain countries then we said well let's just do continents and you know then it's like well if you do continents it's tough because like you know usa you know there's certain countries brazil that deserve mm -hmm. a little bit more light so this is going to be kind of a mix of countries mixed in with some continents pretty much right. but we're going to do our all-time mma teams uh for different countries um and uh, there's not really like a certain rule set or guidelines. So we just have to agree. So the only thing is, no matter what, uh, we have to agree. We're only, it's not like my team, John's team, Brandon's team. We, right. We're, this is going to be the neon belly. So if we disagree on a weight class, we're going to have to do a bit of debating and try to convince. Um, it's going to be tough without Brandon here this week if me and you disagree. Right. Uh, because we won't have that third vote. So, you know, we'll see. We'll kind of play that by ear as this goes on. Um, but uh, so the following countries are going. And then once it's done, once we have our teams assembled, mm -hmm. uh, then we're going to probably flip it over to you guys, the listeners, and we'll put these countries in like a head-to-head, -head, try to do a little bracket maybe. Um, and then if it works out, so our first weight, this first time we're doing it, we're only doing 155 pounds through heavyweight. So five picks. So five five picks for each country. Um, and this is all time. So, you know, we could have went from any time period. We are doing kind of like Olympics, kind of like some dual citizens type yeah. things. You know, it's, it's, Some of these countries are a little bit weird. And you have people who were born well, somewhere. Well, it's tough. Like, a, somewhere. Yeah, like an Izzy who was born in Nigeria, you know, fights out of Australia. You could put him on either team, right. really. You know, because he claims both pretty pretty decided. Right. You know, and our rule was if, they, if the, somebody does have that, once you use them, they can't be used for another place. Sure, 100%. So here is going to be the countries that we are going to do. USA, Canada, Brazil, Russia, uh, okay, Russia, Asia, Europe, Australia slash New Zealand. And this week's and our very first one is the United Kingdom slash Ireland. So we kind of combined those two, mm -hmm. uh, United Kingdom and Ireland. Uh, combined Australia, New Zealand as well. I think right. that, that was a pretty fair one. And then Europe is just the rest of Europe. So, you know, mm -hmm. you're talking Spain, Italy, France, you know, anything throughout Europe. Obviously, Russia, Poland, Ma Asia, massive. 
Um, and then, like I said, Brazil, Canada, U.S., Russia, these were more countries that have really deep MMA mm -hmm. history. So we really felt Those like... Those are the ones that are going to be way yeah, more it'd debating. Be, it'd be tough to do North America. And then you're trying to figure out, you know, U.S., Canada, and Mexico. And like, how do you break those? You know, how do right. you find tops? So that's what it is. I know, you know, we won't explain it every week, you know, but for this first one, we kind of want to explain it. I think as we get going, you guys will understand it right. a little bit more as well. And we'll just well. reference people to go back to this episode. For sure, <laughs> yeah, to kind of feel. And that probably was the worst explanation ever, but I didn't write anything down. Right, you'll get it. <laughs> you'll get it as we go. So, John, we're going to start with the United Kingdom slash Ireland. I just put these countries on a random spin wheel, spun yeah. it, and this is what it landed on. So when we do this next time, which I don't know if it's going to be next week, uh, we'll see. I think we're going to do, uh, Brandon's going to do uh, Facts Don't Care About right. Your Feelings. Um, so, but we have, like I said, the end of the year, we've got time. Right. So we're going to be able to really, really grind this out. Our first country, like I said, the UK and Ireland, when you think the United Kingdom, that is England, Wales, Northern Ireland, and Scotland. And then obviously we added Ireland to mm -hmm. it as well. We are going to start with our heavyweight. One thing that here's what I noticed doing this Ireland UK one it's kind of, at first I was a little frustrated because I'm like, man, there's just not many guys in no. any of these divisions, right? But then I was like, oh, this is kind of cool because what we're seeing is we're seeing the UK and Ireland build their history Develop, now. We're yeah. watching the history of, and, and they're coming up, man. Right. I mean, there's some, yeah, like, you know, when I really start going through, you know, the rosters and, and not just now, past, present, is like right now is a hotbed over there in mm -hmm. the UK, man, of just talent. Um, and... This is going to seem maybe a little crazy to some people, but it really isn't if you think of the breakdown. But my heavyweight is Tom Aspinall. Yeah. Um, uh, so Tom Aspinall, he's already statistically surpassed almost all present, past and present UK or Irish heavyweights in total fights, wins, and finishes. Mm -hmm. He's obviously very young, so when his career ends, he will have blown all of them out of the water. Uh, like it won't even be close. I think right. like Phil DeFries is like the next closest one, and he's like not yeah. even close to Aspinall in most of these categories. Uh, but the fact his career could end today, literally, and he would basically have surpassed yeah, everybody there was some, before him, it's it's hard not to give him this yeah. spot. There were some guys like on Topology who are like regional to the UK that had like some, yeah. you know, 17 and but nine records, but it's yeah. just not the same. We haven't seen him at the highest. And level. I know we'd mentioned Overeem and I know we talked about not having him because yeah, so, of the year. So, 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 you know, we, when we talk about this dual citizenship, that's a great example. So Overeem was born in London. Um, right. You know, most people may not know that. So he technically could have been picked for this, but we kind of were like, Hey, it feels a little weird throwing Overeem. Yeah. Cause he would never, you know, we said, okay, maybe if it was an Olympics, which is kind of how we're looking at this, yeah. you know, maybe he would do it just to be a part of that. But it's like, at the same time, he's always been Dutch and you right. know, he, he grew, he only lived in the UK for like, so we were like, so let's use a little common right. sense here as well. Well, so. and, and too, if you throw him in there, it's, it's easily him too. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, so, yeah. Dude, yeah. but I agree. I think not only, and you know, we talked before we started on, you know, there is a weird thing of like fighters now are just way different than older fighters. And sure. it's kind of hard to, you know, if you're, you're pitting countries against countries all time, it's hard to say, you know, Tom Aspinall at his best right now as diverse as he is against, you know, some guys who might've been doing Dude, it. He would demolish Phil DeFries. Right. You know Easily. what I mean? So, uh, and then just as a heavyweight, you know, when you're talking UK and Ireland, it's just, there's just not many options. No. So he deserves it. I mean, I know he hasn't had much of a career yet, but he's on the up and up. So, you know, 
unfortunately, Brandon's not here. If he had a different pick, I don't think he would have for heavyweight. No, maybe Will DeFries, but so I think we're safe to say our UK slash Ireland all time great heavyweight for our team would be Tom Aspinall. Moving on to light heavyweight, um, I put Paul Craig out of Scotland, uh, leads all other UK UFC light heavyweight fighters in total fights, wins, finishes, submissions, and fight of the night bonuses. Um, Jimmy Manawal was a guy that I really was close to putting into this mm-hmm. spot. Um, finished his MMA career 17-6 and six with 15 knockouts, has wins over Jan Blachowicz, uh, Corey Anderson, and OSP. Um, fought over... Uh, uh, Ozdemir for a title, mm-hmm. obviously, or, or no, for a title shot. It was yeah. like a number one contender. He lost, so he never quite fought for the title. But same thing is like if Paul Craig retired today, he's already passed Jimmy Manawa mm-hmm. in so many other things. Um, he's just a well, way better, well-rounded fighter. And if I was gonna put somebody out there to represent the UK, it would be Paul Craig. Right. Craig, I, I had both of them. Yeah. Um, cause some of these, I didn't have like direct a hundred percent cause I, I did want to leave room for, yeah. you know, the debate of it. And Jimmy definitely does have a, I an, was so close dude. just cause he was so, at one right. point he was just knocking everybody well, out. But. And that's, that's what I had him first and then I had Paul Craig after, yeah. but it wasn't like a definitive because yeah. The run that Jimmy did have was really impressive. Yeah, it was. And then, and it, yeah, but it's just like I said, it was like, as I'm looking through though, it's like, man, Paul Craig is already established and, and surpassed so much of what Jimmy Manawal yeah. has. Well, I will done. say this. And Jimmy Manawal's career is done. I think even if, and that's, that's actually kind of where I ended it. I was like, okay, if Manawal was still active, still competing mm-hmm. at a higher level, it would be him. Yeah. Because he still has room, but his career is done and dusted. So we know where he kind of, yeah. end, if it ended. I will say for Manawal, the biggest argument for me was just going to be the quality of wins he has. Sure which are obviously, you know, you just beat the yeah. recent, you know, the the past like, 205 champ and some other really strong people. Yeah. Um, but I'm not mad at Paul. Yeah, Paul Craig definitely hasn't beat the guys, the names, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, I just think stylistically, too, if you locked, I think if you locked, there's, you know, that's kind of the last definitive. You know, we have, you know, we're looking at wins, losses, titles, mm-hmm. title shots. On their you know, very best day, this guy stylistically versus this guy and I just kind of gave it to Paul Craig man he's just so well-rounded and I think he's I think at 205 he's a and he's a legit contender as well and I think even if I push Jimmy if Brandon was here he's definitely you think he I think he would go Paul Craig yeah no we should have him in his list but we'll we'll get Brandon's list and see if it differs from ours middleweight this is not going to be a shocker at all the count Michael Bisping former middleweight champion most total fights and wins in UFC middleweight history. First face on the Mount Rushmore of UK MMA, oh, yeah. and it's not even close. Like when I think UK MMA, it is Michael Bisping. Right, it stops and it ends there. Yeah, no, he. Uh, I mean, not some, not for nothing. The last like you know three four fights of his, he did with one eye. Yeah, that's yeah. legendary enough. Crazy dude, crazy. Against top level guys, won the belt with one eye. Still think he lost to Anderson Silva. Yeah, you're gonna take that one to the grave with me. But well, and that was in the UK, so it was. And he, it was against the face of UK MMA. But yeah, hands no, down, just there's nobody even. And I'm such a fan. I mean, he's just a legend, man. Right. So I think we can agree with that. Yeah. So dude, we're three for three. We're rolling. I think this is where it gets a little. This dicey. is where it's gonna get a little dicey. Welterweight is tough. This is definitely where the UK has most of their current mm-hmm. crop of talent and the most history. Right. So this is a tough one. So welterweight, um, I settled on Leon Edwards. Mm. Um, I think 
uh, you know, once again, stylistically, what we've seen of him, he's done a lot more. Um, I think he already has my, my second pick was Dan Hardy, obviously. Mm. Um, and, and I'm going to get, cause there's a lot more that I could have said here. Um, but I think he's already got like more wins than Dan Hardy in the, in yeah. the UFC. Dan Hardy was only nine and four. Yeah. And, oh, so he doesn't, oh yeah. So they've got, they're even on wins. So he's, you know, obviously Hardy was around longer. Um, but Dan Hardy was tough, man. Cause obviously, you know, won his first four fights in the UFC, got the title shot against GSP and lost, mm-hmm. um, uh, did go on a rough run. I think he lost his four in a row after that got so close to getting back with that fight against Condit where they literally yeah. both threw like right Same hooks punch. and just barely both uh, edged each other. But Dan Hardy, like Bisping, when I think UK MMA, his face is like the one of the first that comes. And I love Dan Hardy. Um, but dude, you got, I also wrote down, you got, you know, Michael Venom Page, who's a guy that's coming up. You got Danny Roberts, who's a young mm-hmm. guy that's, I mean, his numbers have passed m- most UK guys as well. Um, he's above Dan Hardy in most categories mm-hmm. as well. Um, but ultimately, I settled on, if I'm going to send somebody out, it's going to mm-hmm. be Leon Edwards. Yeah, I had four wrote down. I had Leon as one. I put Michael Venom Page as two. I had Paul Daly as three. And then I had Hardy. I wouldn't have Paul Daly. He's 45 and nine. Yeah, dude, this but dude, he's just... Nah, well, I'm just saying as far just, as like how long he's been... I mean, you, you talk about Hardy. He's he oh, nine dude, and four. I, I mean, I, this dude's a... I like watching... Paul Daly fight, um, but man, it just never, he's never beat any, like, I mean, he's knocked some guys out, I guess, but like, he just has like, he's never committed himself to the ground game. Right. You know, he's been very open about it. He doesn't wrestle. He doesn't do jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very, very one dimensional. He's going to knock you out right. or you're going to finish him. Um, so he, he was, and just because it's just so deep, like I would put a guy like Danny Roberts over Paul Daly, honestly. Yeah. Um, just cause I think as a young contender, he has more upside than even a Paul. If I like, if we had like alternates, right. So right. to speak, you know, I would probably look at somebody like that, but my order would be, uh, Leon, Dan Hardy, Michael Venom Page, mm-hmm. and then probably, you know, I mean, there's so many other young, I mean, right. do we, you know, even talking about Ireland, you know, there's young guys coming up and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm, I'm going to say Leon, what, what would be your, yeah, I, I'm, I wouldn't go against that. I, okay. MVP was my number two at 20 and one. Yeah. Wins over Douglas Lima and Paul Daly and I, some other I guys. Would, I wouldn't even have a problem putting him over Hardy at number two. It's just like Dan Hardy just has like, my heart yeah no i get that it's like a nostalgia thing a little bit and honestly if mvp can find his way over to the ufc and you know knock off a couple names he might if edwards doesn't get through this title could be interesting he has a he has a really good resume but yeah no i it is a very deep crop over there but i i think leon is definitely okay lightweight this one's pretty easy for me as well pretty much the only reason ireland got added to this and it's the one and only conor mcgregor um, obvious reasons, won the lightweight title. Um, he's fought for it several times as well, was a featherweight champion, although that doesn't matter too much, but he was a double champion. Um, uh, I did write down, like, uh, he, um, excuse me, yeah, it's like my honorable mention was Ross Pearson, actually. Mm. Dude, Ross Pearson was the man. He was my number three. He was just like a man, dude. And, like, same thing, like, at one point it was like, He's just knocking everybody yeah, out, man. He put he put together a nice run. Um, a record of like thirteen and fourteen isn't great. No, but he was just a fun fighter and like yeah. just one one of those legends that deserved it, dude. I could get like real nerdy and like throw out like Paul Sass and like. Well, my number two <laughs> was Terry Edom. 
Oh, Terry Adam was. He was fun. like twenty one and four. He, he was fun, and his only losses were like Barbosa. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. The oh, the yeah, kick. The kick. But his only losses were Barbosa, Renee Forte, RDA, and then some Rich Clemente. Yeah. Like he didn't. He. I mean, he didn't beat a lot of like great guys, but he had a good run. And I mean, yeah. at that record, he wouldn't be a bad representation as like an alternate. But sure, sure, yeah. yeah. No, you can't argue. Yeah, Connor um, just like I said. I mean, I I genuinely didn't throw Ireland. It's just it's so hard to do the UK when it's literally even Northern Ireland's considered the UK. Yeah. So we just went ahead and threw Ireland in there because you also can't do an Ireland one either. There's just not a deep history there. I mean, there's definitely young contenders coming up, but so I think we're settled then. So our, Mm -hmm. our Ireland UK or our UK slash Ireland all time team. Go ahead. I did have one guy who isn't in a big league right now, but I took, I found him on topology and I screenshotted it because I think I'm going to watch out for him. His name's Soren back. The true Viking is his dude. Yes, I this, saw him when on a lot of lists that I was looking at. This guy's fifteen and one. He Bro, beat Patty. He's beat a lot, and he's like been undefeated since yeah. like two thousand six. Uh, two thousand sixteen is when yeah, he lost. Bro, yes, and he's. He uh, he's on Bellator right now. Yeah, actually. yeah. I said I, was, I looked him up and I saw he's in Bellator. Yeah, he's got two two wins in Bellator against an eleven and two guy and a twelve and five guy. So he could be because here's the thing is you know Connor moves up and you know the seventy things always a yeah. thing. Like his resume at fifty five is good, but if somebody goes on a run like if this dude ends up catching on or whatever, I think somebody I want to watch for it. Sure, which is going to be another cool part of this whole process. I think it is, man. Well, it's kind of forcing you know as we're doing the research for it. You know, it's fun to go down memory lane with your Ross Pearson's, Terry Adams, mm-hmm. or, you know, some of these older guys, but you're, I'm, I'm finding guys like that, you know, like that Bach dude. And it's like, man, like there's, and especially like the UK dude, like, holy cow, there's some killer. I mean, you know, well, about Patty and I mean, there's. And even at, you, you drop one more weight class, we have Arnold Allen, like. Arnold Allen, yeah, dude. Oof. Well, and that's the tough thing. That's why we didn't include the the lower weight classes don't quite have the history. Right. We, we will definitely, if this works and, you know, we have fun with it, we'll definitely do the lower right. ones. But, yeah. There's um, just so much potential over there, man. That's what I said. Like, as I was doing the this UK-Ireland one, it was exciting because I'm like, oh, man, like, their history or, like, their their greatness is, like, now. it's mm-hmm. You can see it building, man. Like, they're really putting out some talent. I mean, heck, I think most of our fighters here are still active. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's probably not going to be the case as you get into, like, you know, US, maybe some of your Brazil. U.S., Brazil's, Canada's, you know. You know, you might have a lot of guys that are already sailed off into the sunset. Uh, but Even, like, Asia, like, some of those pride guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. I think we might even throw like a little wild card um, and maybe do like a rest of the world one because mm-hmm. we don't really have a category for like Africa and you know right. some of these other smaller countries or regions. Um, so we might throw in like a rest of the world one at the mm-hmm. end. We'll see how it kind of flows. Uh, so here, let's run through our Ireland UK real quick. All time greatest MMA team would be our lightweight Conor McGregor, our welterweight Leon Edwards, our middleweight Michael Bisping our light heavyweight Paul Craig, and our heavyweight Tom Aspinall. On their best day, good luck. Man, That's it's going to be in. Once we start doing these side-by-sides and start comparing, it's going to be interesting to see how some of these stack up, man. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think this is a dark horse. Like when you, it is. Because when we talk about, like, you know, U.S. and Brazil and some of these, they're going to have a lot of heavy sure. hitters. But this is a dark horse because a lot of it's more potential than it is. Sure, people. solidified. Because, like, 
two years from now, the Tom Aspinall thing could be like, whoa, who would have known he was the one? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. Well, there it is. That is our episode. 5-0, man. 5-0. In the books, uh, song of the week. Okay, I am going to do... 50 Cent, Hate It or Love It. Yeah. Like we decided that before we played it. Hate It or Love It, The Underdog. And Listen we went, to that all week. We went with the 50, yeah. the 50, mm-hmm. and the lyrics just speak for themselves. Maybe we need to have Brandon sing the hook. Hate It or Love It, The Underdog's on top, and I'm going to shine, homie, until my heart's hey, done. me. I'm Raps MVP. Yeah, baby. Ain't going nowhere, so you should get to know me. Yeah, just a banger. What's your one for the people, John, before we go? uh, Send us... We're going to have to get an address because I think we need to have people send us stickers to put on your boot. Oh, yeah. Well, it's gone Thursday. No, your, oh, my your boot, walking my, boot. My walking yeah. boot? Okay. So was, send us some stickers or something, man. We could do that. That'd be fun. I'll have to get like a P.O. box. I don't want you guys sending weird stuff to my house. Yeah, for sure. Or It'll send it to that. Brandon's house. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. We'll have his address yeah. for sure. Uh, my one? one for the people. Let us know if you agree with our team. Yeah. Uh, like I said, if you disagree with it, if you thought we missed somebody, it's tough. Yeah. And it's going to get tougher when we start getting into some more of these bigger countries with deeper pools. People are going to be disappointed. We're going to be really, really making some people mad. Uh, but it's just a matter of subjectiveness. And this one was a little bit easier, not mm-hmm. much debating. I think it actually was a perfect one to go first. Right. Because uh, there just wasn't much back just and one. forth. And we really needed to set it up a little bit, what yeah. we're doing. Uh, so, yeah. So, I think next week we'll do uh, Facts Don't Care About Your Feelings with Brandon. And then that next week we'll do our next country so mm. stay tuned and then i think that's it yeah that's it i think i don't have anything else I'm glad you guys came over with us on this ride for 50 i don't know how many of you've been here one through 50 but we yeah. appreciate you we do appreciate you and we as always we have for the past 50 mondays yeah we'll see you next monday keep it locked in enjoy the fights peace 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 bye peace bye. peace peace ciao bye, bye.